it's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, yes, it sure is. We are coming to you live from the greatest country in the world, broadcasting from the tippy top of the world-famous Fox News headquarters in New York City. Hey, girl, it is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, a man who is not embarrassing this country on the world stage. Wow, Joe Biden over to Ireland. And I got to be honest, if you're watching the clips, next time around, let's just send them to Epcot and tell him he's in Ireland. This man needs a retirement home and a warm bowl of soup. It is not pretty. We're going to walk you right through it. We've got an update on the classified document situation, which, as far as the president's concerned, there is no update. Biden's lost his marbles. We'll play you his response to that question. We're also going to tackle... My goodness gracious, a very busy day. People are fleeing New York and liberal states as a whole. We're going to discuss that with Tudor Dixon, who ran to be the governor of the great state of Michigan, did not quite work out. But she's back here on Fox Across America to keep on making her case to the American people. 888-788-9910 if you want to make your case one way or the other. Everybody is welcome. It is a talk show. Not an activist. I don't care what you vote for. You know, you believe in. You don't have to agree with me. Do you remember the whole, I will agree to disagree? Remember that phrase? That used to be a thing. Nowadays, it's like, well, I disagree. And they're like, you're Hitler. You know, everybody just becomes a fat screaming child. Mom, (laughs) doesn't like my border policy. You don't have to do that here. You could be a Republican, be a Democrat, Libertarian in between. Doesn't matter. Just don't be a Boom. There it is. Happy Thursday, everybody. A big Thursday, not only on the radio. Benjamin Hall is going to be here on the radio. He is, of course, a best-selling author recounting his tale over in Ukraine, where covering that war led to him and a colleague being bombed. Uh, sadly, he lost two of his colleagues and uh, lost one of his limbs. Uh, but his book, Saved, A War Reporter's Mission to Make It Home, is a number one New York Times bestseller, and he is going to take us inside the sacrifices he made to cover this war. A war that I've got to tell you is not having any attempt made on behalf of the people in Washington to end it. Like they keep telling us, ah, you know, the war in Ukraine is the root of all economic evil. It's a mess, I tell you. Prices are going up. It's Putin's price hike, you see. But if that's the case... Shouldn't we be doing more to, oh, I don't know, end the war? I think he's got a point. Okay, we need an off-ramp. We'll discuss that with Benjamin Hall. We're also going to talk with Diamond Dave Landau, who makes a triumphant return to the show. Why? Because tonight, if you were watching Failavision, when I get off the radio, I will be hosting Kennedy on the Fox Business Network at 7 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. I am in the host chair for that one. Diamond Dave's going to be there. Charles McBee, you know him, you love him from this show, will be there. Jim Jordan is going to join me in studio on TV tonight on Kennedy. And my man Brian Brenberg is also going to be in the house as well. Get him out of here. No, come on. Get him out. Be nice to Brenberg. It's going to be a banger. But if you want to be a part of this show, 888-788-9910. We begin here. So Biden yesterday flew into Ireland. I don't remember that ever happening. But it did. And if you've been watching the videos, and the videos, i got to be honest, would have a bigger effect on you than some of the audio I'm about to play you. Because the audio's, you know, he's a mess, he's choppy, he's answering the wrong questions. Stuff you're used to seeing at this point. We have a president that is clearly not all there. For sure. 
But understand, when you watch the video, you'll actually see, and this is the part that I think is so scary, is that Jill Biden is not on the trip, so they sent Hunter to be his caretaker. Hunter's a dirtbag. But understand, Hunter, okay, the guy who told us he has smoked more Parmesan cheese than anyone in the history of the world because he was searching his carpet for crack when he was really strung out. He wanted more crack. He was searching around on his hands and knees for Parmesan cheese. Anyway, that guy is now in charge of steering the president of the United States when people ask him questions or he walks the wrong way. What the hell is the world coming to? Here's a quick, it's only eight seconds. You're not going to get much out of it. Biden was asked, and I consider the video to be worse. What's the key to success? He goes, what's the key to success? And Biden starts answering the wrong question, at which point Hunter steps in and goes, he asked you what the key to success is. And then you can hear Biden saying, uh, we got to make sure there's no COVID. <laughs> it's, it's a real, it's a tough one to watch. Uh, it's only eight seconds. Muscle through it with me. It's clip 21. What's the top step to success, success? Well, making sure that we don't all have COVID. What, what are we talking about? Wait, what? Did you hear that? Have you ever had a check? He goes, what's the topic? What's the key to success? Except, except for making sure that we don't all have COVID. What are they talking about? Okay, that's the president of the United States. Not knowing what he's talking about. What's the key to success? Oh, not having uh, COVID, COVID bad. You know, because he just doesn't know what's going on. Biden goes on to say in that bite, you can question the people's policies, but you can't question their motives. This from the guy who called MAGA Republicans semi-fascists and said they were Jim Crow on steroids for wanting voter IDs. Now, don't question their motives. Just tell people what their motives are. It's a walking contradiction. But there's a little more. Here he is mistaking a rugby team <laughs> for the paramilitary group Black and Tans. Uh, he, respect, he mistakes all blacks for the paramilitary group Black and Tans, which is a little bit of a faux pas uh, over in Ireland. It is clip 19. You can see this tie I have with the shamrock on it. This was given to me by one of these guys right here. It was a hell of a rugby player. They beat the hell of the black and tans. Oh, God. But. <laughs> Joe Biden deserves to be driven from office and disgraced. It's rough. It's rough to watch. They beat the hell out of the black. No, no, no. The black and tans are a paramilitary group. Okay. The, rug, the, old, the, the rugby team that was beaten. I can be honest. If you tried to beat up. The black and tans. This could be a problem. They've got guns. They've got weapons. You know what they don't have? Are you ready for it? A rugby ball. Bingo. So you're over there on the world stage. Ah, we're in Ireland. I'm in my ancestral land, said the president who told you he was raised Puerto Rican, went to the black church, surrounded by so many Polish kids he wished he had the last name Ski, but his friends actually had a Greek nickname because that's just how Greek his neighborhood was growing up, is now in his homeland of Ireland. It's so embarrassing to trot this guy out on the world stage and watch him get let in and out of rooms and, you know, there's no which way to go. And again, the only reason I harp on this, guys, I don't take any joy in this. Okay, my uncle Sonny was the coolest guy I know, just the, just the coolest guy I know. He always had jokes, uh, you know. He always he was single when I was growing up. He always had hot girlfriends. Hubba, hubba. You know, but he was a big deal to me. He was a Sands Point cop. He made good money. And he was like the funniest guy in my family. He always had jokes. He started the, 
the trend of, of funny birthday cards. Uncle Sonny, every year on your birthday, would get you, like, an insulting birthday card. You know, and uh, that was part of the shtick. So everybody kind of adapted that. And to this day, when someone has a birthday in my house, you have to read your insulting birthday cards out loud. He started that. So he's like the coolest guy I know. And, uh, you know, later in life, he got dementia, uh, wound up being put into a home. But even then, uh, was having a wild time. The first time I went to visit him in the home, the nurse wouldn't let me in because she said he was in there uh, naked with another woman. Oh, yes. I've read about that in the Bible. But, I mean, that's the point is, you know, always be closing, as they say in Glen Gary, Glen Ross. But my Uncle Sonny he's a lot like me and everybody else in my family. The guy was just calibrated for fun. Even when he had dementia and he didn't know where he was, he was still out there looking for a good time. And I say this every day. You're all in the happiness business. If you die tomorrow... You're just going to wish you had more fun. You're not going to wish you got in another fight on Twitter. You know what I'm saying? not going to wish you worked another double at the office and missed your kid's ball game again or whatever the hell you did. Okay, you're going to wish you had a good time. So go out and have a good time. I say it every day. But the reason I bring up my Uncle Sonny is because when he had dementia, uh, we were basically watching him exhibit the exact same symptoms that we're seeing out of the president right now. And for people who've dealt with this before, it's very glaring. It's very glaring. Like when Hunter has to translate questions to Biden to put them because he can't comprehend them. You understand? I'm looking at it partly as a guy who's seen this in his family and is like, wow, that's the same thing as Uncle Sonny. But I'm looking at it mostly as a guy who realizes in this instance, Uncle Sonny is the leader of the free world. That can't be good. Not good. Okay, and understand the media can shill for Biden. No, he's fine. What are you talking about, Fox News? Joe Biden sharp as a tack. People aren't buying it, CNN, you dumb bastards. But you know who's really not buying it? It's not, you know, just the American people, 70% of which don't want the guy to run for president again. Okay, it's world leaders. World leaders, okay, are looking at this president. Do you understand they're looking at this president and going, oh, no, the uh, yeah, no, the guy in charge of America. No, the elevator doesn't go all the way uh, anywhere near the top floor. Come on, man. That's what they're saying. OK, they don't look at this and go, oh, this is a, you know, speak softly and carry a big stick. America, we better behave over here. No, no, this is babble incoherently and carry a big teleprompter. OK, again, Biden's crackhead son who was sleeping with his brother's widow and impregnated a stripper in the champagne room. I love it when you talk dirty. A man who was thrown out of the Chateau Marmont for doing too much drugs. Think about that. That's the hotel where Belushi died. <laughs> that's, the, that's the hotel where Jim Morrison would crash his car into the lobby and then go break on through to the other side on all kinds of wild substances. Hunter Biden got thrown out of that hotel. Do you understand? And he's now in charge of minding the president of the United States. This is the guy we've delegated the responsibility to of correcting the president's missteps. I'm telling you, as a guy who cares, this is a bad moment for America. Okay, here's a little more Hunter over in Dublin. It's not the best audio because a lot of these are outdoors. There's people mixing around. But he is correcting his dad's answer, clip 20. There was a guy named Jesse Helms. From South Carolina, from North Carolina, South Carolina, North Carolina. And he was a very conservative guy who was very, very, not very crazy about African-Americans. Biden is such a disaster. (laughs) 
There's a guy named Jesse Holmes from South Carolina, from North Carolina, South North North. <laughs> and Hunter Biden, Hunter Biden has to step in and he has to go north because the guy's just confused. And it doesn't mean you should hate him. It doesn't mean like I, I don't like the guy. How dare you? It just means we're in a really bad spot, you know, because world leaders look at this and they go, oh, this this is uh, now's the time we make our move. You know, in baseball, if the catcher has a weak arm, okay, you see him throw down the second base and you're like, oh, we are running on this guy. Pete Incavillia stealing a base today. John Crook's going to steal third today. I mean, we're running on this catcher. Okay, that's what's going on in the world right now. Okay, they see Biden. And they see a catcher with a weak arm. So they're running. China is encircling Taiwan. Russia is invading Ukraine. The Taliban is selling $85 billion worth of our weapons that we left behind. And Biden, with a straight face, with a straight face, says he's fit to serve another term. Not even close! Okay, but he said it. These are his words. This is not me speaking for Biden. Uh, this is him. <laughs> Clip 33. Will you be uh, taking part in the Easter egg rolls uh, after planning on after 2024? Well, I plan on <laughs> at least three or four more Easter egg rolls. At least three or four more? Maybe, maybe, maybe five. Maybe five. <laughs> maybe maybe so, six. So what the hell? Are you, are you saying that uh, you would be uh, taking part in uh, our upcoming election in 2024? Well, I'll either, so either, either roll an egg or you know, being the, the, good, you know, the guy who's pushing them out. Come on. Help a, bro- help a brother out. Make no, some news no, for no, me. No. I, well, I, I plan on running now, but we're not prepared to announce it yet why do you do things like that you're like a crazy person (laughs) i plan on running again but i'm not ready to announce it yet yo dude you just did but the problem in this moment again and again and again is not that it reminds me of my uncle and that a lot of people listening have seen people exhibit symptoms similar to the ones the president is exhibiting Okay, there but go the grace there but for the grace of God go I. Okay. We have great empathy for people in that position, including him. Okay. The problem is not that he's in a state of cognitive decline. The problem is that he's in charge. If you're having trouble sleeping, ask your doctor about Bidenica, the sleep aid made from 100% Joe Biden press conference. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. Bidenica has a patented blend of confusion and forgetfulness that will calm the most overactive brains. COVID has taken this year, just since the outbreak, it's taken more than 100 years. Look, here's the lives. It's just, it's, I mean, you think about it. When they sold out American jobs and killed the Keystone Pipeline, it kept me up all night worrying about how we pay our bills. But then I got Bidenica, and I've never slept better. Sometimes when I get hopped up on sugar, my parents give me Bidenica so I pass out. Other times they give it to me during the day, probably so they can do the deed. Gross. Warning. People who have used Bidenica have experienced rapid lying and an inability to secure the southern border. Others have hallucinated and fought breakfast cereals. Corn Pop was a bad dude. Ask your doctor if Bidenica is right for you. This is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. 
I'm Charles Payne. Listen to my Unstoppable Prosperity podcast so I can get you making money right now. Whether stocks are hitting new all-time highs or in freefall mode, opportunities abound. So why are so many potential investors still sitting on the sidelines? In a new season of my podcast, I'm going to get you in the game. After 38 years on Wall Street, I'm ready to impart some lessons and get you invested in the greatest wealth-generating machine in history. Listen anytime, everywhere at foxbusinesspodcast.com or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Man, oh boy, oh man. Fun day on the show today. Tudor Dixon's going to be here. Benjamin Hall, the legendary Benjamin Hall, is going to class this place up. And we're also going to talk to Diamond Dave Landau, but they're opening acts, listening on WYBX up in Utica, New York. Pat is on the line. Yo, Pat. Hey, Jimmy, what's going on? You name it, man. I got, I got a lot happening over here. A little radio, a little TV. I'm trying to hold my hey, life together. You yep, you got me? Pat, did you mute your phone, Pat? This is like when you log on to a Zoom and you're making faces and people are like, unmute your microphone. Give the camera access. All right, Pat, we'll do it again soon. There goes Pat. Uh, Pat was calling in, I believe, about Joe Biden on the world stage. A lot of people take exception to the fact that he's even on the world stage. Okay, you've got a overturned train in East Palestine, Ohio. One of thousands uh, that are happening this year under Pete Buttigieg. Pete Buttigieg is pathetic. Now, in his defense, it is hard to run the transportation department and pretend breastfeed on Instagram at the same time. This is not easy. It's not easy. Give the guy credit. Uh, But the point is, with all of the problems we have between the border... Obviously, what's going on here economically with inflation and the economy, people can't tell if we're coming or going there. And certainly dealing with a situation, uh, a crisis of our own making when it comes to energy in this country and the fact that they declared war on our fossil fuel industry. People think it's a little weird that the president's just going on like a family vacation to Ireland because you say to yourself, well, if this guy's in charge, how the hell could he? Leave the country with so much going on. But this is one of those moments where, really, at his core, you realize he's actually not in charge. That's true. That is true. He's the figurehead, and he's surrounded by people that have terrible instincts and have no idea what they're doing. So on one end, we're emboldening our enemies on the world stage because they see the figurehead as a hot mess. But the bigger issue is they're willing to let him go out of town because the people that are really making the decisions— and turning this whole presidency into an iTunes user agreement, are left behind. That's the real tragedy here. Not only is Biden the guy in charge, but when he leaves town, he doesn't take the people running the show with him. We'd be better off if he did. That is correct. Out of the gates and ready to go. Hey, it's Hutton Withrow. Hot Mike is here on the Outkick Network. We've got your afternoon covered with the latest sports discussion, and it's available wherever you find your audio. Daily analysis and news. He is hot. I am Mike. Actually, my <laughs> name is Chad. His name is Jonathan. But you get the picture. We're going to bring it every single day. Whatever you want to call us, we'll respond to. We just want you to respond to what we're dishing out every day. And while you're here, we hope you subscribe to the podcast, like, subscribe, and share.
There it is. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Talk about timing. You know, they say, like, timing is everything. We're getting ready to cover this classified document leak. Traveling all over the Internet right now. You want to find out American secrets, Ukrainian battle plans. They're making the rounds on the Internet. Biden was asked about it yesterday in Dublin, Ireland, completely ignored the question and said, "Ah, I'm going to go plant a tree. You suck, you jackass. And I was getting ready to play you that clip. And I'll still play you that clip if everybody behaves at the end of this segment. Uh, You'll all get a nice clip at the very end of the segment. But before we get there, really quickly, and I'm talking, wow, on the East Coast right now, this broke not even a minute ago. Uh, Multiple outlets, the New York Times and NBC, have identified the Massachusetts Air National Guardsman, uh, 21-year-old Jack Teixeira, is believed to be the leaker of these classified documents. He should be behind bars! Uh, We don't have... Let me just click on their reporting so I can read this to you. This is not me confirming this is Fox. This is me going off the New York Times. This is me going off what they're showing on NBC right now. Uh, But they're saying, wow, this is really interesting. He is the leader of an online group at the core of a huge leak of secret U.S. documents. He's an Air National Guardsman, interviews and papers show. So this is an update in terms of specifics that we didn't have a second ago. The only thing we had a second ago was a plan from the president of the United States to go plant a tree. Such an idiot. Listen to Biden. Biden being asked on the world stage, what's up with the leaker? Clip one. Do you have an update on the leak investigation? Yeah. 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 Just for Coach Cotton. All right. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to go plant a tree. (laughs) You have an update on the leak investigation? Thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm going to go plant a tree. The man is insane. He's not responsible for himself. (laughs) Woo! This is the president. It's the guy in charge. Do you remember when you were growing up and the presidency was like a big deal? Like Ronald Reagan. And you're like, wait, what? You know what I'm talking? Yeah, it's a big deal. You heard about, you heard a president's name. Whoa. Now you hear the president and it's just like, oh, it's like you associate it with the, the intellectual integrity of a circus. <laughs> like, oh, look, the president's on the news. <laughs> it's bananas. You have an update on a leaker? Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to go plant a tree. <laughs> like, what is going on? And it's like, for me, I just have to fly into the storm. This is so crazy. You know, I know for some people, you care about the country. It's troubling. It's upsetting. We're going to be okay. Guy's not going to be around forever. We're going to replace him. Okay, we're going to endure. But in this moment, okay, this is just one of those seasons. The Biden presidency, we're a last place team playing out the string. We've been eliminated from playoff contention. And it's not even the all-star break. And now we've got to just sulk our way through August and September and drink some beers. And maybe we'll get on the kiss cam Something silly will happen at the ballpark. Catch a few T-shirts from the T-shirt gun. But the point is, we are not winning championships with this guy managing the team. I agree with that. Let me give you the rest of the response. Okay, Biden finally, after planting a tree, did address and downplay the significance of the league, which again 
is another moment where he telegraphs to the world that he's not in charge. You know, Biden always has a statements walk back. If you remember, he was like, well, you know, if Putin has a minor incursion in Ukraine and everybody was like, oh, hell no. You can't say that, Joe. No, minor incursion's no good. And Biden was like, oh, OK. You know, we'll defend Taiwan to the ends of the earth. And they were like, no, no, back it up a little bit. Back it up. Back. His statements get walked back all the time. So yesterday, OK, if you remember, John Kirby said this is a big deal. We don't have our finger on who did it. But we need all of the media outlets to not share this information because it's damaging to our country. This stuff has no business being on TV. Here is Kirby, clip 14. This is, uh, again, without confirming the validity of the documents, this is information that has no business in the public domain. It has no business, if you don't mind me saying, uh, on the pages of, uh, of uh, front pages of, of newspapers or on television. It is not intended for public uh, consumption, uh, and it should not be out there. Um, what we're going to try to do is do the best we can to figure out uh, how this happened. Uh, and again, the Justice Department will take it from a, a criminal investigative procedure. And if, uh, uh, if the Defense Department has to change processes, you know, they'll, they'll do that. So there you go. It's a big deal. We can't have it on the newspaper. Don't want to see it on TV. Do your country a favor. Okay, we've got a bad situation on our hands. This is damaging stuff. You have no idea how to defend a nation. Seriously, because remember what we were told. Okay, when Biden won the election. Wrong. Okay, well, when we declared Biden the winner of the election. Okay, the media, if you remember, if you remember, okay, it was, it was a Big moment for them. They told us the adults were back in the room. Do you remember that? They're like, the adults are, think we can all breathe a sigh of relief. The adults are back in the room, everybody. The media is a bunch of losers. They really are. This was the clip. The adults are back in the room. This is what they told us. Biden getting to the Oval Office meant the adults were back in the room. Anybody who has any... Um connection to reality about what is going on around them should have watched that and said the adults are back in the room <laughs> it seems as though we have a, uh, a professional adult once again in the white house who's just simply doing the work really the the theme i would say is the adults are back still it is a relief to have adults in charge now we have adults in the white house Okay, the adults are back in the room. Um, there is a sense, I think, the world over that the adults have returned. We have an adult in the White House now, and it's glorious. <laughs> <laughs> we have an adult back in the room. He's being shown around by his son because he can't complete a sentence and doesn't always speak English. And the border's overrun and inflation's at a 40-year high. And we decimated our domestic energy production. And the world's now abandoning the dollar standard on the world stage. And we went to Afghanistan to make sure that it didn't become a breeding ground for terror groups. And we left with a terror group in charge of their government sitting on $85 billion worth of our weapons. The adults are in the room, you guys. <laughs> There's a poll out today. It's a YouGov poll. It's my favorite thing in the world. Fox News is the most trusted media source in America. 
And why is that significant? Because everyone in the media, and it's nearly two to one over the MSNBCs and CNNs of the world, we are widely regarded as the most trustworthy news site in the world. 41% of all news consumers said they trust Fox News the most. The other 60% is divided amongst about 12 different outlets, meaning they, you know, be lucky to be within 20 points of us. Okay, for real. And the reason is because we're out there busting our asses to get things right every day. Okay, these folks, their emotions are their facts. When they said the adults are back in the room, those aren't facts. Clearly, look at the state of the country. Okay, America is, you know, we're supposed to be a shiny city on the hill. Now we're a flip house on HGTV. Some contractor is going to come in, knock down a few walls, put in a new kitchen, try to make a couple of bucks off this dump. But we were told the adults are back in the room because those were their emotions. Their emotions hate Donald Trump. So they're adults that, that to them that means anyone, anyone would be better than Donald Trump. Well, the adults are back in the room. Dude, this adult belongs in a home. But understand, after John Kirby says, oh, we don't know what's in these documents, it's bad, it's damaging. If it's what we think it is, this is a real problem. Please don't put it in the newspaper. Here is Biden, the adult, completely contradicting the Pentagon, clip two. There is a full-blown investigation going on, as you know, with the intelligence community and the Justice Department. And they're getting close. You know, I don't have an answer. How concerned are you about this leak? I'm not concerned about the leak. And I'm concerned that it happened. But there's nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that is of great consequence. <laughs> Just a bit outside. He tried the corner and missed. I'm concerned that it happened, but there's... Nothing contemporaneous that I'm aware of that I'm concerned about. Yo, the Pentagon just said, please don't report this. We have an obligation to keep the country safe. Here's a little more Kirby, clip 15. I think every American can understand, at least I would hope every American can understand, that in order to protect this country every day the way we do, one of the things we have to protect is information. Not only the information itself, but the manner in which we glean that information. Uh, and so I think you can understand why everybody is taking this particular uh, set of disclosures very, very seriously. <laughs> no, no big deal there. It's just your Pentagon spokesman saying, please, dear God, don't share this information. And then the president gets on the mic and he's like, ah, no big deal. That was a hot mess inside a dumpster fire inside a train wreck. Do you get it? Go look up that YouGov poll, by the way. Fox News, the most trusted media outlet on the planet. Why? Okay. Because our side, oh, man. You know what our side is? Not the Republican Party. It's not the Democratic Party. Our side is America. Freedom! That's our side. Okay. So there's plenty of days where you'll hear like MSNBC and CNN be like, oh, you know, look at them. They're just sticking up for Trump and blah, blah, blah. But then the next day, Trump will get out of bed and be like, screw Fox News. They're the worst, and he'll trash us. Why? Because we're over here calling balls and strikes. We don't have an allegiance to any particular party. We have an allegiance to the country we all live in. We're not going to sit here and listen to you badmouth the United States of America. But right now, it's almost impossible for us not to because we have people in charge that just don't know what they're doing. Okay, it's not about the mixed messages. Kirby saying this is a big deal. Please don't report this. And then Biden saying no big deal because he's probably not kept in the loop. It's the fact that it's even happening to begin with. Do you understand? 
Okay, we went to Afghanistan. I'll repeat myself. After 9-11, that was the response to 9-11. We're going to Afghanistan. We're going to make sure that they don't become a breeding ground for more terrorist groups like al-Qaeda. we got to kick the Taliban out of town. we got to raise holy hell. And that's what we went over there and did, and we spent 20 years doing it. Then when it was time to leave, Donald Trump did negotiate our exit, but it was Joe Biden because he wanted to get a photo op on September 11th and have everybody in to- home in time for that photo op in the military. Joe Biden, politics playing a key role in this decision, pulled the troops out with the guns ahead of the civilians with the iPhones. That's stupid. Use your common sense. Okay, and understand the Afghan army couldn't hold on their own. They collapsed within 48 hours of Biden assuring us that they were the fiercest fighting force on the planet and they were going to be around forever. Biden sucks. Okay, so we watched the collapse of Afghanistan. We watched thousands of Americans stranded behind enemy lines. Okay, we abandon our allies, the interpreters, the people that helped us in the field. And we leave $85 billion of weapons behind as we flee town with our tail between our legs. And then they go on TV with a straight face and Joe Biden declares to the world that the mission was a success. That was embarrassing. But you understand the world knows it's not a success. And they know that right now over in Ukraine, we're throwing every dollar we have at a war because we're getting rich making money off of that war. We're not negotiating any type of an end point. We're not defending our border with a tenth of the tenacity that we're defending Ukraine's borders. They see inflation out of control. They see Biden, after saying, oh, my God, Trump might have to die in prison for having classified documents in his house. They see Biden wind up with classified documents in his office, in his beach house, and on the floor of his garage, parked next to his Corvette in a milk crate, highly classified documents at a time when he was a senator and didn't even have the ability or the rank to take those documents out of a secured chamber. They're just sitting on the garage of his house, you know, because the adults are back in the room. But now we've got word that they've arrested this leaker today. They're going to arrest him up in Massachusetts. Okay, member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. He ran an online Internet group that leaked our secret documents, classified information about what we're doing in Ukraine. Okay, and here's a newsflash. You know what we're doing in Ukraine? Despite all the assurances in the world that we wouldn't have our own boots on the ground in that country. The documents that we've already read on the Internet show that our special forces are already on the ground in Ukraine, which means we're not just funding this war. We're fighting this war. And the guy in charge of the whole thing has an elevator that doesn't even make it to the second floor, let alone the top. Trouble ahead, 
You're hanging out with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. As you know, the Laughs and Liberty Tour will be in Mesa, Arizona on June the 10th. Logan, way ahead of us. The Volkswagen bus is already out there. He's in Chandler, Arizona. Yo, Logan. They must have got you some good discount tickets, man. This is not the time of year to start coming out to Arizona. Is that true? That. <laughs> uh, well, it was 100 last week, all what? week. And so it's going to be hot when you come out. So Logan. bring your SPF uh, yeah, 1,000. I was, was going to say, Logan, I'm 240 pounds. That's no way. That's no temperature for me. Who booked this tour? You're going to be a... You're going to be a nice pancake when you go back. (laughs) Go ahead. So I've got a conspiracy theory going on. Uh I really think uh, Biden's not announcing. He's holding off because I think the Democrats are going to turn on him. Mm. I think they might be working behind the scenes to avoid another Biden run because I don't think Biden's going to win. He's too old. So they may start releasing, you know, Hunter Biden laptop stuff here. <laughs> well, I will say this. I will say this. The fact that he hasn't announced yet, okay, does speak to the fact that they're unsettled. And the fact that Gavin Newsom is actively campaigning while pretending he's not campaigning, I think is a tell. And I have bets. I bet Hannity on the air, okay? He owes me 500 bucks if Biden doesn't run, and I think I'm going to collect that bet. And if it happens by June, I'll buy you a beer in Arizona, Logan. How about that, hot shot? I'll be here. It can't be Bud Light, though. (laughs) Well said. Excellent call. We'll do it again, brother. I will see you out in Mesa, Arizona, June the 10th. This party is over. Back in the next hour with Benjamin Hall on Fox Across America. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. You bet it is. You bet it is. Hey, girl. We're back in action. Big hour of Fox Across America. Dare I say, an embarrassment of radio riches. Benjamin Hall is going to be here in this hour to recount his tale of survival in Ukraine, a war that is being actively affected by the leaking of classified documents onto the Internet from a Massachusetts Air National Guardsman who is fronting an online group, uh, the gentleman, the 21-year-old, Uh, According to multiple outlets, the New York Times and NBC has been arrested. And if, in fact, this is espionage, this is a crime punishable by death. So uh, buckle up. It's going to be a heavy one. 888-788-9910. It's a crowded dance card today. Benjamin Hall. Tudor Dixon's coming by from the great state of Michigan. She's going to weigh in on a report. It's pretty wild stuff. People who live in liberal states are just running for their lives. So far in 2023, we've made it to April. New York alone has had 10,000 people leave the state because they don't want to do this anymore. They don't have the hand speed to walk down the street. You're going to be able to fight people off just to go to the store. We've had 26,000 felonious assaults in New York under Alvin Bragg. The guy was trying to lock up Donald Trump because he paid a stripper by check instead of in singles. That's where we are. And, you know, the fact that these woke, you know, administrations keep fighting the wrong battles, you know, the people living on the ground are the ones who pay the real life cost for the poor decision making at the tippy top of the government food chain. Everything woke turns to. So everything woke is actually turning to U-Haul right now. And 
If you try to rent a U-Haul out of New York or California, uh, you're paying quadruple what you're paying anywhere else in the country because the demand to leave is as big as it is. Uh, we're also going to get into a little more of Biden because he's on the world stage right now. And uh, whew, oh, wow, if you saw him in Dublin yesterday. That was embarrassing. Rough one for the country. But let's zero in on real embarrassment, which is this classified document story really quick. I just want to give you a little more on this. So according to our reports, the gentleman's name is Jack Teixeira. He's 21 years old. He's a member of the Massachusetts Air National Guard. Okay. It's unclear as of this reporting whether he was at Fort Bragg, according to the Wall Street Journal, or at the Cape Cod Air Base, according to the New York Times. Um, but we're basically expecting to arrest this man by the end of the day. He was a member of the 102nd Intel Wing. And he went out on the Internet and not only posted our classified documents, many of which were highly classified, uh, but some of which detailed goings-on in Ukraine that directly contradict what the White House and the Pentagon have been telling us. Uh-oh, I'm in trouble. Yo, not good. And understand, we're used to the government lying to us and concealing information and everything in between. But the fact that they're blowing up this particular administration, an administration that has had a peculiar habit of making the taxpayer citizen a third or fourth tier priority. Okay, when you see the level of lies being told about how we're allocating funds and troops in Ukraine, you can't help but feel... Welcome to the Biden administration. Home to the new slogan, America last. America last. It's a weird time to be alive, man. I've never, like, this is a thing, man. The old joke in politics... Is, you know, like, oh, I'm a Republican. My buddy's a Democrat. But deep down, we know all these people only care about themselves. You know what I mean? And that was always the joke in politics. But it's gotten to this other place now, and specifically on the Democratic side, by the way, where they're not even hiding the fact that they're only in it for themselves now. They don't have to. The way they get away with being only in it for themselves is they just say, oh, well, the other side's racist. <laughs> Oh, the other side's transphobic. Just just give us what we want. We're going to sell the country out to Ukraine and China. Just give us what we want. Those guys are racist. They're semi-fascists, I tell you. It's Jim Crow on steroids. Give us what we want. They're transphobic, I tell you. They don't want to bring their five-year-old kid to a drag show. That's, that's hateful behavior is what it is. That's no, not hateful. The left characterizes hate speech as anything they disagree with. Anything that doesn't further their narrative in the liberal worldview must qualify as some sort of a hate speech. We don't hate anybody. It's not what the right runs on. Okay, it's not hate speech that you don't want your kid going to a drag show, getting a lap dance from some guy by the name of Cinnabons. What the hell did you just say? I don't hate that. <laughs> I don't hate the guy. I don't wish him any ill will. I think it's a little weird. You don't think it needs to be to happen. But there's such, uh, you know, and this is this is where this Ukraine story and this classified document leak kind of dovetails with the agenda of this administration, which is to lie and manipulate the public in order to get their way. Okay, I'm going to play a clip from Susan Rice. Okay, she's, of course, served under multiple presidents, one of which was Barack Obama. I don't see you doing any better in the booty department. And why is he embarrassed by her behavior? Because here's Susan Rice lying to help advance the liberal agenda. She claims, with a straight face, that our economy has been reduced 
by $16 trillion because of racism. That is a fact check false. But this is what the Democrats do. Well, you got to give us our climate bill because of racism. Like, wait, what? Mother nature? Birthing person nature? She's read here, her, them is racist? Wait, what? You know, you got to take the vaccine. COVID's racist. Like, wait, who? I don't understand. (laughs) It's crazy. But this is what they do because it's a very simple process. In an era, we live in an era where people's emotions are their facts. This is how you have to understand. This is where the cell phone really crushed us as as a people. The cell phone has carefully curated the smartphone, everything to make you feel like the only thing in the universe that matters. You see nothing but news articles you agree with. Your feed gives you nothing but posts that you've liked. Okay, anything you want can be delivered to your doorstep by touching a button in the next 24 hours, sometimes sooner than that. We don't live in two different Americas now. We live in 331 million different Americas. Everyone's cell phone, okay, has married them to convenience on a level that's when you talk about instant gratification, it's like, Amazon has an app called Amazon Yesterday. <laughs> they, send you stu- they send you stuff like two days before you even want it. <laughs> now you thought about this yesterday. It's here today. You're like, wait, what? I didn't even order it. No, no, but you were going to. Don't worry about it. It's like so predictive uh, because this algorithm has wed us to a weapons-grade level of convenience where we are made emotional over all kinds of things now. Our emotions become our facts. Okay, if you feel some way, if you feel a certain way, Your phone is about to besiege you with 7,000 reinforcements that you must be correct. So that's why the Democrats cater in big emotionalism. Okay? That's why you got the guy Justin Pearson in Tennessee. I'll play you his his clips. He ran for school president up in Maine, and he was like, hello, how are you? And now he's down in the Tennessee Senate pretending he's Louis Farrakhan. It's it's mind-blowing. Okay, but here's Susan Rice. Let's start with her. And again, they're telling these lies— to manipulate sentiment. Well, racism's cost us $16 trillion. And all you hear is, wait, what? Well, I'm not racist. And damn these people who are for costing us $16 trillion. Do we have any proof racism cost us $16 trillion? The answer would be no. No. What she's really saying is do what the Democrats are telling you to do. Democrats just call everyone racist so they go along with their stupid ideas. Totally. Here's Susan Rice, clip 25. In the last 20 years, the U.S. had a GDP shortfall of $16 trillion due to discrimination against black Americans. If we closed our racial gaps, we could add another $5 trillion to GDP over just the next five years. And in case you're wondering, that's not my math. That's according to Citibank. We all benefit when every community has the chance to thrive. Oh, shut up, woman. Okay, understand. Okay, if they want every community to thrive, stop telling every community they're oppressed. Stop telling every community that they can't do it on their own. They need the government's help. Government is not the solution to our problem. Government is the problem. Nothing drives me crazier. My wife's a special needs teacher, and she taught at a school where the kids physically were impaired. They could not do for themselves. A lot of times they can't walk, can't talk, okay, can't feed themselves, okay? 
and knowing what Jenny's around and understanding that this is an administration that has nearly doubled the people on the entitlement rolls, all of whom are able-bodied. It is such a slap in the face for those who are forced to rely on our societal safety net. Okay, in one breath, you got Susan Rice saying, we're so racist, we lost $16 trillion in GDP. But she's a member of the same party that's telling everybody that's a minority in this country they're not even capable of getting an ID on their own. You talk about the soft bigotry of low expectations. They're trying to force everybody in this country, okay, into some form of government dependency. If you want to see people thrive, okay, let go of the bicycle seat and let them pedal on their own. It's nothing more empowering than self-reliance. One of the coolest things you'll ever do as a parent is if you're teaching a kid to ride a bike and you're holding him up by the seat and you finally let go a few houses down and you see him kind of wobble a little bit, but he gets it and he goes and he gets it and you're like, my gosh. And it's kind of horrifying and it's kind of emotional because you remember you riding a bike and now you come to grips with the fact that your kid's kind of in the smallest way self-sufficient, but you realize he's so empowered for having held himself upright. Okay, we're denying people that same bicycle riding experience as adults in this country. We're telling them again and again and again. Forget that Obama guy who ran on, yes, we can. No, we can't. You can't. do. Check your privilege. You need the government, dude. But they lie. Susan Rice says racism cost the economy $16 trillion. So what's her solution to racism? Well, we close the race gap. How do you close the race gap? Did Susan Rice outline any ways to close the race gap? The answer would be no. No, they're just going to keep pushing forth Democratic policies and telling you anyone who doesn't support them is in helping to close the race gap. That's what it is. They want an open border. You want to shut it? Whoa, the race gap. That's what it is. They want to come. They want to kill our domestic energy production. You want to support it? Well, way to go. Congratulations on opening the race gap. It's all race baiting garbage. Okay, and that's the biggest problem we have in our country right now is we're not having a substantive conversation about most of the things that affect us. Okay, even now we've got this leaker who's been caught and we're going to continue to update you on the story as the details roll in. But you understand the big liability there is, all right, this guy shouldn't leak this stuff and he'll probably die in prison or even get executed. This is heavy duty stuff that we're breaking right now. But it kind of obscures the fact that we're there to begin with. Okay, it's the same thing we're about to get into down in Tennessee. I'll play some clips after this. So Tennessee had an insurrection in their state legislature where three Democrats went in with bullhorns, upended the legislative session, something we were told is treason that's punishable by solitary confinement for the rest of your life in prison. Well, anyway, Justin Pearson was one of them, and he was there protesting on behalf of what? A trans shooter who killed three Christian students at a school? But the Democrats were there trying to piggyback off of that trans shooting for more gun control in a Tennessee state legislature that voted against it. But while we're having this whole fake debate over whether or not it was racist to expel a black representative from the Tennessee committee. okay, do you know what the Tennessee committee did last week of substance with bipartisan support? It passed one of the strongest school safety bills in the country. But is anyone talking about that? The answer would be no. No, because we're just carrying on and on with more pretend instances of racism. It's people with a dirty mind that think like that. 
You're listening to the best dad on the radio. Can't believe you forgot my birthday. You're with Jimmy Fallon on Fox Across America. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. They're playing Maneater by Hole and Oats. I don't know that you can sing this anymore. I believe it's a them eater. They're a them eater. You know, something like that. I don't know. Perk, he's functioning at standards and practices. He's down in Maryland. He'll straighten this out for us. Yo, Perk. Hey, Jimmy. How you doing, buddy? Better now, man. We haven't spoken in a minute. How are your Braves doing? I haven't looked. For real. I'm not giving you a hard oh, we're time. We're doing well. We're okay. doing well. I'm telling you. NL East is uh, the strongest uh, conference uh, i think this year again no no they feel good uh, major league baseball do you like there's a story we're going to talk about on kennedy later you know how they've kind of sped up the games a little bit because of the pitch clock Mm. i hate it okay i hate it you don't like it i mean what i mean if if he was uh ahead of the pga there'd be a pitch i mean a putt clock yeah you know at the down at the masters but you, you know, know what? Because they want to get it down. I know. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's frustrating because we're of the vintage who just like baseball, and we don't care if it's a three-hour game or a two-hour game. But I think they're trying to make it compete in a social media age with other sports. And it's unfortunate exactly. to the baseball we grew up watching. Uh, but I would, I would say this, though. The game, you know, the game moves. And if it, if it gets more people to watch it, I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. But uh, then, what is it going to do to the um, to the records of like hitting records and, and the pitching records and the stolen base records? Because mm-hmm. uh, those are going to be a lot easier to do. Yeah. Well, you anyway. would think. I mean, that's that's the one concern I have. I think stolen bases are about to be artificially inflated. But hey, we lived through the artificial inflation of home runs, and we didn't complain too much, <laughs> did we? Come on, Perk, no. Sadi on here. Um, Mikey said you had a good point about the leaker of these classified documents, but I don't know what it is. So give it to me. Well, my my question is the classified documents, they can find him, but they can't find the leaker from the Dobbs decision. Oh, uh, isn't it? There are only like mm-hmm. 30, less than 50 people yep. in that, and they still can't find that person. Well, I mean, that per- mm-hmm. Jimmy Hoffa, they can find faster. <laughs> but do you, do you ever get the feeling when you think about the SCOTUS leaker, they can find them, they do know who it is, but there's some oh, other well, motivation for not outing them? Exactly. Yeah. And I think this is another example of the two-tiered uh, system that we live in. Yep. Without a doubt, you know. Yep. No. No. No question there. I. Th- I think that move, the the Dobbs leak, was obviously beyond strategic. I think it benefited the Democrats going into the midterms more than I think most people anticipated. And I think when you look at the way the justice system is being applied right now, to say, oh, I don't know, even a guy like Trump, there's definitely like a uniparty in Washington. That's just running right. this corporation independently right. of what we're saying as shareholders. Do you know how, like, mm-hmm. we're all mad at Bud Light because supposedly one girl came in and was like, ah, oh, we'll give Dylan Mulvaney a can. Okay? Yeah. That's kind of the government. There's one girl in there that's basically mm-hmm. Dylan Mulvaneying this whole thing right now. <laughs> <laughs> We've all got our opinions. Doesn't matter. I don't know if we got to boycott the government, take $5 billion mm-hmm. off their market cap. Maybe that's the move. I don't know, Perk. Minor detail. Minor five billion between friends. What's that? You know? Oh, I'm la- I'm laughing, man. Really funny. Well, listen, I'll be rooting for your Braves from afar. I got to go talk Me to too. straight now Benjamin Hall. He's got a he's got a best selling book about you know being over in Ukraine. And the one question, like I, you know, as a guy who was there, you know, I, I 
I don't want to politicize the war, but do you ever get the feeling, because we were talking about earlier how, like, the two parties just want what they want? Everybody who keeps telling us the war in Ukraine is, like, causing all the inflation, then why aren't we ending it, Perk? You know what I'm saying? Exactly. Why, then why would we get rid of it? That's, I, you know, you want to get rid of inflation? It's, it's the tax from the poor? Yeah, yeah. But come on. Well, that's – I just – You know, they yeah. keep doing it. I just I'm, – I'm glad you let me get that out of my system because I don't want to put Benjamin Hall in the middle of this. You know, he showed up. He's got a book. It's a bestseller. It's a harrowing tale. I don't want to put him in an episode of Crossfire. So thank you. You did a good thing subbing in, Perk. You were a good sparring partner. We'll do it again soon, brother. There goes the great Perk out of Maryland. Here comes the legendary Benjamin Hall. It's the action film that identifies as number one at the box office. Sylvester Stallone is... Tranbo. We can't change what we are. The woke military forced an elite commando to switch genders. I didn't want this! They took his nuts. But now he wants them back. You know where they are. Find them. Or I'll find you. Tranbo. Nothing is weird if you don't believe in who you are! Now playing in liberal theaters and coming soon to a women's swimming race near you. And I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win! It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Don't run all, all run out to the theaters at once uh, and see Tranbo. Uh, we have just received word from his press team that our man Benjamin Hall, the living legend Benjamin Hall, has to reschedule today's interview. Uh, people are upset about that, and we figured they would be. Uh, but Godspeed to Ben, uh, wherever this happens to find him. Uh, we're going to re-up uh, to discuss his book, Saved. A war reporter's mission to return home uh, when his travel schedule is more accommodating of our scheduled interview. How about that? Okay, we will instead travel down to the great state of Tennessee where in beneath all of the hoopla and hysteria in response to the expulsion of a member of the Tennessee legislature for mounting a legitimate insurrection. So the Tennessee legislature had voted Uh, They wanted more gun control on the back of the shooting down in Tennessee at a Christian school where a trans shooter hopped up on hormones, walked into a Christian school, shot three faculty members and three kids before getting shot dead by cops. Okay, the Democratic response to that shooting was to frame the shooter as the actual victim in the story. (laughs) You don't understand. Trans people are under attack by the Republican. No, we're not. Nobody cares. Do you think the Republicans have ever said is don't do it to the kids? You want to be 18? You want to be 20? You want to be 80? Go do whatever you want. Nobody cares. It's America. Okay? Free-range chickens. That's what we are in America. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. So nobody cares that you're trans. Nobody is anti-trans. Nobody wants to harm trans people. The only thing anyone has asked is that we allow children the opportunity to fully develop into adults before we commit them to a lifetime of surgeries, medical procedures, and medications, okay? And that is what you are subjecting them to by encouraging a young child to switch genders, okay? It's reckless. It's barbaric. It's not anti-trans of me to say it. I've raised a child. I have watched him develop and go through so many different phases before growing into the kid that he happens to be. Lincoln is the biggest sports nut you'll ever meet. Okay, two years ago, he hated sports. 
shut this crap off. I want to play Fortnite. I want to eat something. That's what he wanted to do. And he was great. He was fun. Like, Lincoln's like living with a, like a dirtbag comedian in his 20s. Always picking on his mom. He's always picking on me. He's just great. Oh, my goodness. The best part about being me. But the point is, the Lincoln that I get to hang out with right now is not the Lincoln of three years ago or five years or eight years. Meaning he's funny. He's the same fun-loving, mischievous kid talking a lot of smack to me and, you know, very engaged. And he's always a great time. But in terms of his preferences, in terms of his physical development, okay, Lincoln two years ago was chubby and he had a mullet. He looked like the toughest woman in prison. Okay, now he looks like a defensive end on an NFL team. He's in the mid-sixes in height. He lost 50 pounds. He works out every day. He looks like he's in shape. You know, he's in it. He's in shape. And he grew. You know, he had a growth spurt and became a completely different kid in terms of a competitor, in terms of an athlete. He had a chance to evolve into what his true passion was in a slightly more matured brain. He's still 14. He's still going to continue to develop. But this idea that you could take whatever the kid's mood happens to be at the age of five and bound him surgically to whatever that mood happens to be for the rest of his life? That's not right. There's a reason five-year-old kids can't get tattoos. There's a reason five-year-old girls can't get boob jobs. Okay, kids should not be making decisions for themselves. The fact that Republicans feel that way, and most parents feel that way, is not bigotry. It's not transphobia. It's not we want to harm these people. It's we want to let every single one of these people have a chance to grow up and evolve into whatever they're going to become. And if that happens to be trans, boom, go do it. But right now they're characterizing that as hate. And the response from some trans people has been to shoot people publicly. Okay, we had a shooting down in Louisville this week where the guy had pronouns in the bio. We don't know that he was trans, but we know that he aligned with that ideology, which is why the story went away really, really quick. Journalism in this country is dead and buried. And even down in Tennessee, after a trans person went into a Christian school and killed little kids, what did they turn the story into? Well, this only happened because of all the transphobia. This only happened because the Republicans don't support more gun control. This poor person never would have got a gun. Never would have wanted a gun if everybody wasn't so transphobic. Okay, and that's what they tried to reframe this as. It's disgusting is what it is. And it shows no regard or consideration for the kids. None. Zero zip zilch. Not the parents. Not the extended families. None of the victims that were in the faculty. None of them. But lo and behold, the Democrats down in the Tennessee legislature decided they were entitled to piggyback off of the grief and suffering and get a level of gun control that they didn't have the votes to get. You know the old adage, when you have the facts, pound the facts, when you got nothing, pound the table. Okay, they were outnumbered in the legislature. They didn't have the votes. Tennessee, okay, as a state, as a people, doesn't support stricter gun control measures. What Tennessee did just quietly do while we were all yelling about pretend racism and transphobia and everything in between, is Tennessee, with bipartisan support last week, passed one of the strongest school safety bills in the nation. Amen. Thank God. That's a good thing. That's what we should be reporting on. But is anybody even having that discussion? The answer would be no. No. We're all fighting over whether Republicans are racist to have expelled a guy who's now a pretend civil rights leader. I want to play this for you just for the laughs, for no other reason than the laughs. Nothing. I mean, honestly. Justin Pearson went to uh, Bowdoin up in Maine. 
Okay, $60,000 a year school. He was running for class president. I'm going to play you clips of Justin Bowdoin, Bowdoin, whatever, however you pronounce this. But here's Justin Pearson, okay, running for student government. And, uh, you know, it's very mild-mannered dude. Hey, man, vote for me. Bring people together. Fine. The next clip is what he's now doing in the Tennessee legislature. He's adapted the pretend persona of like a Malcolm X, Louis Farrakhan, civil rights warrior and is now a cartoon speaker, cartoon from one to the other. Just listen to them. Listen to the evolution. We're just we're just having a laugh. But here is Pearson uh, in 2016, clip 29. Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? I wanted to do this by partnering with organizations from the Boone Democrats to the Boone Republicans. I want to bring together different voices, dissenting voices, voices that may be more liberal or more conservative, in order that we can reach a point of sort of the radical middle. Okay, so that's him at school. Tell me if you notice a difference between the way he speaks publicly now, clip 30. Seem like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. But oh, that was good news for us. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. But oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. (laughs) That was absolutely dreadful. Hi, I'm Justin Pearson. And I'd like your vote for student body. It seems like Saturday up on a hill, but Sunday's gonna come. Like, come on, dude. It's cartoonish. So he transformed from one thing to the other, and now he's speaking to some pretend oppression that doesn't exist. Here's the thing, dudes, really quick, and it's the reason you have to laugh at this, the shameless opportunism of it all. It's someone looking out at society and going, oh, like, what's fashionable? What works right now? Oppression. Oh, I get it. I'll make my brand oppression. I'll reinvent myself as some type of civil rights throwback. So in the first clip, he's, hi, I'm Justin Pearson, and I'd like your vote for student body. And in the second clip, he's now grown into Malcolm X. But you understand, there's nothing going on in society today to radicalize him that's not pretend. Okay, America is not oppressing black people. They're electing them to the highest offers of le- offices of leadership in the country. How many elected officials have to tell you It's a white supremacist. I'm like, listen, you are at the tippy top of the food chain in this country. We're not so white supremacist that we're putting you in charge of us like it's some type of weird role play fetish. Okay, we elected a black president not once but twice with overwhelming support from the black community. In fact, if you're trying to get a kid into a college right now, more people are faking minority descent to get accepted Because it gives them a leg up over white kids. That's how racist and discriminatory we are. Okay, but that's the ridiculousness of a guy like Justin Pearson. Let me give you a little more. Clip 31. I believe, I believe it is a vision. People have been ostracized. Coming to the well. I see white folk and black folk. I see queer folk and straight folk. I see rich folk and poor folk. Change this country. Yeah. It's this movement yeah. in this moment in time yeah. that's going to 
change the country. Yeah. And I'm so glad. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. Yes, I'm glad. Now, again, that guy, I'm so glad. Yes, I'm so glad. Yes, I'm so. I know it feels good to be on stage and be getting a response from the audience. But here is that guy again prior to this whole Tennessee thing. Clip 29. Justin J. Pearson. Same guy. I'm running for president of BSG. The guy that was just yelling. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. (laughs) One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? All right, you can kill it, Josh. (laughs) 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 Hi, I'm Justin Pearson. Next clip. I see white folk. I see queer folk. It's performance. It's absurd. It's performance art. And again, I don't begrudge him that. That is his right. He can evolve as a public speaker. He can take on a new persona. I don't deny him his right to do that. But what I'm trying to tell you is this is a calculated move designed to sell a pretend civil rights movement at a time when nobody is oppressed in this country. I mean, nobody. Dude, you know what a joke we are to the rest of the world right now? That people in the United States, the most tolerant and inclusive society the world has ever known, ever known in the history of the world, okay, wants to get out there and pretend that America in 2023 is America in 1823? Okay, really, really, really think about that. This country as a society is so heavily integrated, and that's a good thing, and that's how we really did get rid of the public scourge of racism. Okay, are there two or three guys in a shed right now yelling stuff, bad words you shouldn't? Yeah, I'm sure. I don't doubt that. But 99.9% of society is all the way past it. It is not acceptable in mainstream America anywhere, at any company, at any job, to express openly racist views or discriminatory views towards anyone. If you went on TikTok right now and was like, I hate these people. Somebody would dox you, find your employer within two hours, and you would get fired. If you walked into any job interview and was like, I don't like them, they would throw you out the door. The only thing you can actually openly hate in this day and age is white people. And then you're fine. No one's going to give you a hard time. But if you want to bash anything else, if you wanted to be openly racist against anything else, you can't do it. Why? Because we as a society have spoken, and we don't accept that. We have evolved beyond racism because anybody who was suffering the scourge of racism, which is a crime of ignorance, you hate things because you don't understand them. You fear things because you don't understand them. When people are segregated from each other, they develop that fear, that distrust, because they don't understand the thing they're separated from. Okay, when you integrate society and we live and go to school amongst each other, something Joe Biden fought very aggressively in the 70s. Do you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump and you ain't black? But the point is, when Biden wasn't fighting to integrate schools, uh, fighting against integrating schools, he wanted them segregated, he wanted segregating buses and everything like that. Okay, before he became the face of the everything on earth is racist party. By the way, the party that tells you everything on earth is racist appointed a guy who was one of the biggest racists to ever serve in this country, which is Joe Biden. Okay, but getting past that for a minute, we don't have to revisit all of his old statements, but getting past that for a minute. Okay, we're living now in an age of pretend racism. And why do you call things racism now just to get your way? 
You can't have a policy debate. Okay, they're telling you democracy was dead down in Tennessee because they threw this guy off a committee. No, no, no. They voted, okay, to throw him off a committee. That's, that's, not, that's not dead democracy. It's democracy in action. Democracy's dead. We didn't get the gun reform we wanted. No, no, no. They voted. They decided not to give it to you. Everybody who tells you democracy is dead are the ones trying to kill it by socially pressuring people into going along and complying with any idea they have regardless of what a Democratic vote might add up to. That's where we are now in the year 2023. We're not a racist society. We're the most integrated society on earth. Everybody knows each other now. That's why we're no longer racist. Once we integrated, we figured out we all want the same things. There's only one race. There's the human race. But the Democrats can't stop dividing it for political gain. Are you tired of losing political debates because your party doesn't have any good ideas? I had the same problem until I got racism, the Democrat prescription that reduces every single issue to race problems. I'm Kamala Harris, and I approve this message. Using racism can make you feel like a good person, even if you're patently terrible. I have some skeletons in my closet that I need to cover up so that I can get elected. And with no basis in fact, personal attacks have never been easier. Whether you're slandering an ex-president. I don't think they like me very much. Or even a dead children's author. Mom, they canceled Dr. Seuss. So don't waste your time finding solutions to real problems. Create pretend problems. It's not enough to say I'm not a racist in America. I need to be anti-racist. Warning, a percentage of Democrats who used racism experienced limited grasp of facts and were prone to blurting out racist things themselves. Poor kids are just as bright and just as talented as white kids. Ask your government-provided doctor about racism today. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, and you ain't black. You're listening to Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. It is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Tudor Dixon coming up in the next hour. We're also going to hear from Diamond Dave Landau. Update you on that silly Bud Light thing. They've now lost $5 billion off of the company's market cap because of this Dylan Mulvaney thing. (laughs) It actually is kind of funny. (laughs) What if we just call our entire customer base a bunch of racist frat people? That'll be great for business. Oh, shut up, woman. (laughs) So funny. But uh, long before we get into that, a grown-up talk in the next hour about people fleeing liberal states. And I'm talking... It's gotten to the point where you have to wonder if, like, the Gavin Newsoms of the world actually secretly own stock in U-Haul because everybody's running for it, and it is not pretty. Live from everywhere USA, it's Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, you bet it is. Back in action. It's a big hour on this show. Tudor Dixon, she ran for governor. Out in the great state of Michigan, didn't quite work out. Uh, But she's going to join us to talk about her next move. Does she run for Senate? Does she run again? Either way you slice it, they need new leadership. Why? Because more people are fleeing liberal states than conservative states by a manner of about five to one. Uh, We're also going to be talking to Diamond Dave Landau, nationally touring comedian, who is risking life and limb to join me here in New York City in studio 
He will be appearing on Kennedy. I'm hosting for Kennedy tonight at 7 p.m. on the Fox Business Network. Diamond Dave will be on the panel with me doing live television. That's going to be a banger. Uh, But we begin with some you and me time. 888-788-9910. Here's the report. We'll start in New York. We'll work our way around the country. Uh, 10,000 people. 10,000 people have moved out of New York so far this year. Okay, they attribute this to high crime, the lack of affordable housing, the fact that we are the one of the highest taxed states in America. It's basically New York, New Jersey, Connecticut, California, the tri-state area. We are paying more money in taxes than anybody. Thanks, big government weenuses. But understand, just during the first quarter of 2022, we had 14,800 Empire Staters move their licenses to Florida. So that was just the first quarter. In total, 64,577 New Yorkers moved to Florida last year. Now, I bring that up. Why? Because what does every single New York politician love to get on TV and do? Bash Florida. <laughs> every single one. Oh, well, it's better than what DeSantis is doing down in Florida. Not even close. Same thing with Gavin Newsom. Oh, Ron DeSantis in Florida. They're catering to emotion and not fact. More people are moving to Florida than any other state in the country. You know what that means? It means people like Florida. It means they don't feel oppressed. They don't feel under attack. They don't feel the burden of high crime and higher taxes. They feel something this whole entire country was founded on, which is freedom. They didn't have the draconian lockdowns that we did. They didn't see their kids lose over two years of academic gains because of overzealous COVID lockdowns. I love the poorly educated. Okay. According to, this is so fascinating. Okay. Cornell University estimated that during the first year of the pandemic alone, so this is 2020 to 2021, 336,000 people moved out of New York City. 336,000 people. Like, yeah, we're not doing this. They cut the police budget by a half a billion dollars. That's stupid. Use your common sense. What was the end result of that? Skyrocketing crime. Okay. Quality of Life poll from Siena College came out yesterday. said 27% of state residents in New York, 27% of state residents say they want to move away in the next five years. That's a quarter of our state here in New York, a quarter of our tax base says they want to move in the next five years. This could be a problem. Big problem, because how do you fund all of these pie-in-the-sky woke fantasies if there's nobody there to pay those tax bills? I think he's got a point. Yeah, and you want to know what the point is? This is the point. Everything woke turns to Okay, 67% of residents say New York wasn't affordable. Only 37% said it was. Okay, but let's go further. 49% of respondents said New York was fair or poor when asked if it is a place where they feel safe from crime. So half the people said it's either fair or poor, meaning they don't feel safe from crime. Okay, think about that. 57% said the political system doesn't work, compared to 38% who said it did. Do you understand why that's significant? Because New York is about 85% liberal. And 57% of the respondents to the survey were like, nope, not working. It's not going on here. 
And understand, that's why Kathy Hochul almost lost. Okay, Kathy Hochul, if you remember, took over the position. She replaced Hansi Andy Cuomo. Andy! Andy! Okay, he, of course, was famously run out of town because he didn't have the best office etiquette around the ladies. You ever seen a grown man naked? But she has taken over for Cuomo and just been Cuomo part two. I mean, the only real difference is she's not writing a book about how to handle the pandemic in the middle of the pandemic like Cuomo did. But for all intents and purposes, she's not cracking down on a woke district attorney like Alvin Bragg, who's not prosecuting violent crime. He's lowered 52 percent of violent felonies to misdemeanors. Like literally, you're giving a slap on the wrist to someone who stabbed a person. You get like literally you're giving them a slap on the wrist to someone who shot a person. That's who Alvin Bragg is. That's why New Yorkers are so apoplectic that they're going after Trump. I've got to be honest with you. If New York was a safe city right now, wouldn't care if he was going after Trump and it was legitimate. But Alvin Bragg literally ran for office by vowing to arrest Donald Trump. Letitia James, the attorney general, same thing. Trump is up here in New York right now giving a deposition today on an investigation into financial fraud that was brought by Letitia James who literally ran for office on a vow that she would prosecute Donald Trump. This is politics as usual. It's a scam. But you understand they're appealing to an increasingly shrinking base of people who would just rather be mad at Republicans than walk down the street without getting jumped, beat up by some pantless time traveler. Okay, California's having the same issues. Detroit, Michigan's having the same issues. Baltimore's having that issue. Milwaukee's having that issue. Philadelphia's having that issue. And you know what every one of these cities has in common? They are run by liberals. You are correct, sir. Let me give you some of this. Okay, this is fascinating. Gavin Newsom wants to be president. He's running right now. Like, he's actually running. He's on a five-state campaign. He's running campaign ads. And he's like, no, no, I'm not. Oh, no, I'm not uh, trying to bump Joe Biden off the ticket. I'm just uh, running its practice. It's uh, it's practice for 2028. In case I run then, I just want to pretend run now. Come on, don't bullshit me. He's goal hanging. That's what he's doing. Gavin Newsom knows 77, 70% of Democrats don't want Biden to run again. They're going to support him if he runs because they hate Republicans. But that's the problem with putting party over country. If it's more important for your party to win, your whole country loses, including you. And if you don't believe me, look at these one-party towns like California. Gavin Newsom got recalled, had absolutely positively no business winning that recall. But the Republicans put forth Larry Elder, sweet guy, and the Democrats successfully labeled him as the black face of white supremacy. What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard. Everyone in this room is now dumber for having listened to it. That's what the Democrats do in the face of a black conservative. They're like, well, he's a white supremacist. And you're like, wait, what? How are you even allowed to say that? That's so stupid. But that's what they did to Larry Elder. And in a party and a state that's so overwhelmingly liberal, Gavin Newsom won re-election going away. Despite the fact that his whole entire state, if you go to any big city, including San Francisco, where he was the mayor, it's now an outdoor toilet. But part of the reason why is they continue to cater to this narrow minded, you know, it's patronizing ideology. Here is Gavin Newsom. Okay, they got a gang problem in L.A. 
Crime is through the roof. Understand, San Francisco opened up a flagship Whole Foods, biggest Whole Foods in the country. Whole Foods is owned by Amazon, biggest company in the country. They had to close it after a year because the employees wouldn't show up to work anymore because they were getting beaten and robbed. Okay, that's how lawless it became, a flagship Whole Foods, an expensive store. Now, if a big expensive store with all kind of money and all kind of backing can't stay open, what does it say for the local mom and pop in these places? It says they don't have a chance. But here is Gavin Newsom bringing up the fact that there's a gang problem, and then he apologizes for saying gangs because he knows that could be embar- that could be a pejorative. That was embarrassing. Listen to this, clip 26. That, that's not a pejorative. They're organized groups of folks. Guys, gangs of people that are coming out. And forgive me for saying gangs. I know that, that. Forgive me for saying gangs. This is the biggest schmuck I've ever met. You know, gangs does carry a negative connotation towards a group of people. Yo, they're mugging people, raping people, and killing people. They don't deserve our conversational consideration. You know who does? The victims. Bingo. But they don't prioritize victims. That's why people are fleeing these places. We're now living at a time that is more empathy for the criminal than the victim. Well, you know, we can't jail these people. It's uh, disproportionately jailing certain minority groups. So uh, let's just let everybody go. But you understand 90 percent of violent crimes are committed against members of the same race. So when you empty prisons in the name of equity, all you're really doing is prioritizing the law breaking members of a community at the expense of the law abiding members of a community. But here's Gavin Newsom going out of his way. By the way, I apologize for saying gangs. I I shouldn't be saying gangs. You know, shut up, fool. But that's a guy who wants you to believe he could be your next president. He's running. Do you understand? He has a super PAC. He has launched a PAC. He is campaigning. He's down in Florida talking about the banned books and the don't say gay bill. and a You're not telling me the truth. Florida didn't ban gay people. Would you shut up? Have you been to South Beach? Have you been to Key West? Two of the biggest gay populations in America. And you know what they're doing down there? Having fun. Because that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, nobody's under attack. The Democrats run on pretend attack. And in order to run on those pretend attacks to placate that woke ideology, they're letting the real criminals, they're letting the real attackers go free, which is why it is so expensive to get an outbound U-Haul from any of these woke cities. You want to get a U-Haul into New York, they'll practically pay you to drive it there because they need them so desperately for the people going the other way. Okay, you want to get a U-Haul into San Francisco, into L.A.? Absolutely. But the problem is they can't get anybody to do it because nobody in their right mind would move to one of these woke cities, cities that were formerly thriving until the woke policies got voted into office and wrecked everything in sight. We killed this city. We killed this city by going woke. Killed this we killed this city by going woke. Say you might rob me or punch me in the face. 
Don't go anywhere. Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. We'll be right back. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon, and we can inform you an arrest has been made in the leaking of the classified documents. It's a win for America. It's bad that it happened. Uh, Good that they caught the fella. 21-year-old Jack Teixeira was arrested up in Massachusetts. He was an intel contractor. Uh, He was arrested at an activity in North Dighton. Uh, They don't have much more to add. We're expecting a statement from Attorney General Merrick Garland, who is taking time out of his busy schedule of going after parents who attend school board meetings (laughs) to address a leak (laughs) from our intel committee. That's what's going on. What the hell is the world coming to? Intel community, I might add, not intel committee. Uh, But this is really crazy stuff. So the FBI has made an arrest. Fox News reporting that. Multiple networks echoing that sentiment. The Pentagon now confirming it. Uh, This will now allow them to get, uh, you know, to appraise the full extent of exactly what was leaked and how much damage was done. Uh, But from what we're being told so far, uh, seemed to be a little lying going on about the situation in Ukraine. You know, we were told, no, it's not going to put any boots on the ground in Ukraine. Wrong. Sounds like our special forces are over there right now. Which, again, not trying to out them. That's not good. But we're sending all these weapons over. And at the same time, every time we, you know, pony up another $100 billion on Venmo for Zelensky, we do so while turning a complete blind eye to the U.S. southern border, to the struggles of Americans trying to live on fixed incomes with a 40-year high of inflation to deal with, to the fact that gas prices, energy prices are on the way back up at a time when they're pushing green energy. Biden wants everybody to drive an electric car because he's a fan of the little guy, just trying to help the little guy. So, you know, in America, where the average person pulls in a salary of $47,777 a year, Joe Biden wants to force everyone to buy a $64,000 car. That's just how white folks will do you. Think about that. No, I'm just here for you. So I'm going to make you buy a car that's more money than your average annual salary. You know, I'm looking out for you. You know people do. It's crazy. And, uh, you know, the condition we happen to be in as a country right now we really are being laughed at and scoffed at throughout the world they just they're not respecting our country the way they used to okay here is i mean man oh boy oh man so many different ways to do this but when you think about we now know okay well you know ukraine it's the root of all evil economically this is bad well then shouldn't we be trying to end it shouldn't we been offering these people an off-ramp one way or the other We don't even have a definition of what victory would be. John Stewart, of all people, got into it with this administration over auditing our military. Hey, we're sending over all this money. Can we find out what it's for? The answer would be no. Okay. Well, can we find out if we've even purchased and can account for all of the things you're billing us for purchasing? The answer would be no. Okay. Sounds legit. Sounds like a decent thing. That's No, that sounds reasonable. You know, it's a real frustrating time, man. I keep the mood light because I actually care. I'm one of you. You hear my voice coming through the radio. Or you see my fat face on TV. But, you know, if you're a real person, you never actually lose touch with what it's like to be a real person. Like you get what it's like to be in the struggle. 
you know, you get those primal forces that feel like they're aligned against you in the universe when the money ain't right and things aren't going good and you're stressed out and beat up and you just gained another nine pounds. I get it. You know, and even now, my priorities haven't changed. I just want to go home and hang out with my wife and kid, like a lot of you. You know, I get it. But the people in Washington don't, and that's what's so frustrating by this moment right now. There's a real indifference to the well-being of the American people, and I, for one, like, can't take it. I'm bringing in backup. Tudor Dixon's coming by next. Diamond Dave Landau after that. Buckle up. It's going to get real chippy in here. I'm sick and tired of all this bullshit. It is Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Fired up to talk to this next guest. She is as good of a green room hang as you're going to meet in the cable news industry. That's high praise. We got some fun green room people around here. I mean, I'm one of them. I have no talent, so I have to be fun in the green room. This next guest could get away with not being fun, but still manage to be all kinds of fun. Tudor Dixon back on the show. Hey, girl. <laughs> Thank you for having me. That was a good rock'em sock'em intro, right? Some pyrotechnics. We just released doves when I said your name. <laughs> I loved it. Thank you. Uh, the word on the street, Tudor Dixon, is I might see you in that Hannity Green Room tonight at 9 o'clock. Is that true? That is true, yes. You, you are going to get to have another awesome hang. Yeah, who, who did you upset on your publicity team that they keep making you travel to New York City? <laughs> I know. I I love her, though, so I get to I, I let her do it. Oh, she, she makes my schedule horrible. No, no, I'm very pro Sarah, if that's who we're talking about. But stick with me for a second, because, like, New York... I, I was saying this the other day. It's like um, my family was going to vacation here, and they decided to go someplace safer like Baghdad. It's bad. <laughs> I know. Bad. I know. That's We were talking about this the other day with yeah. San Francisco. And, I, I mean, all of these Democrat cities, and people don't want to go there. I mean, the man who moved away from San Francisco and goes back for a business trip, and he's murdered. I mean, horrible. It, that tells you everything. It's Hor- terrible. Horrible. Well, that's what, you know, that's that's kind of been the lead up to your appearance on the show. Like, first, we obviously had the marching band play, you know, and there was a whole moment there. But then we were just talking about how I have this theory. It's like a con- it's a conspiracy theory, so we're just recklessly being silly now. But I have a theory that, like, a lot of these woke mayors and governors, Gretchen Whitmer might be a good example, too, um, that maybe they own stock in U-Haul. Like, do you do you ever stop to think that maybe they're, they're just getting rich off driving people out of the state? That is what I think, because when I see the people that they're like, we're open to everyone, I'm like, you, but you're not. You're, you've clearly <laughs> stated the very few people that you're open to. So, <laughs> because <laughs> inclusiveness does not include 95% of the population. <laughs> That's so true. Tudor Dixon is on the line. She has just landed in New York City. Um, our airports are actually getting a little nicer. I don't know if you've noticed this over the years, but um, LaGuardia is is actually like brand new and nice, and we're all weirded out by it because in New York, when things are nice, that usually means we're getting ripped off. You know, like <laughs> like when someone's like polite on the street, it usually means your wallet or your watch is missing when you walk away. So we have a healthy. I know. De- I went. I, yeah. I went to baggage claim, and there were no homeless people. I was like, wait, this isn't. No, this isn't Chicago. It's New York. <laughs> oh, good. Thank God. Yo, Chicago. <laughs> Yo, Chicago is crazy right now. So I connected in O'Hare two Sundays ago. Like, you know, this guy, this dude was like, yo, you got a dollar? It was the pilot. 
I was like, who is this? What is, what is going on? I'm like, shouldn't you be in the cockpit right now, sir? I'm like, what is going on in Chicago? But it's a consistent theme. And this is what I think the theme is for real. I think they're fighting a lot of the wrong battles in liberal cities because there are things that turn out votes, which are emotional causes, woke stuff, inclusion stuff that you referenced earlier. But in terms of quality of life stuff like, oh, I don't know, arrest the bad guys. There's not really a real interest in that, is there? No, no. It, and and that's why people are moving out. We had we had someone the other day saying, why is everybody moving to Tennessee? You know, mm-hmm. the t- Tennessee had this horrible situation happen with their legislature and their elected officials. And I'm like, I don't know. It might be something to do with jobs and no income tax, you know, actual money. Yeah. People like money. They like <laughs> to be able to afford things. It's crazy having an actual vehicle that you can drive on your own and not be in massive traffic. I mean, it's yeah. People like it. It's kind of old fashioned. <laughs> it is so true. Like a, a liberal city in this day and age, it's like a dominatrix, like a spiritual dominatrix. They take all your money. They call you names. They beat you up. Like when I go somewhere, people don't believe you're me. Like, give me more. Yeah, give me more. Yeah, like please. <laughs> Thank you, mistress. If I could just have another twelve mile commute that takes three hours, I would really appreciate it. But that's, and then they're like, oh, my gosh, how do you live in suburbia? Yeah. Like, really? <laughs> no, no. That's such a great point because someone said that because you understand, like, I lived in the city. I grew up in the suburbs. I lived in the city when I was a cab driver. And when I had a child, I moved back to the suburbs. And the reason I moved back to the suburbs, and it was funny because all my city friends at the time did exactly what you just said. They're like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you're moving to the suburbs. And I was like, dude, you know what I've never done in the suburbs? I've never said to myself, you know, if only my kid could see a pantless wino on the way to school this morning (laughs) that would enrich his development you know what i mean tutor time was we could get some culture in here it's crazy right right i know it's crazy it is crazy i mean raising kids to actually see grass and animals it's atrocious i don't know who you are i know i can't even stand for this hate i'm not even going to (laughs) dignify what is going on here tutor dixon is on the line it's a win for the American people. She's on Hannity tonight, 9 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. It's going to be a hell of a green room party. By the way, I was on last night, and um, it, was out, it was out of control, Dixon. It was out of control. Was, <laughs> well, then I have a lot to live up to. I but, hope that we can make it good. Should I bring – so here's the thing. When I host a show here at Fox, like last night I was hosting Kennedy on Fox Business. I was filling for Kennedy. But when I host her show or I host Gutfeld, I bring my boom box because I want atmosphere in the green room. Would you endorse? Because I'm hosting Kennedy again tonight. Would you endorse the boombox if I bring it to the if I bring it to the locker room? I feel as though if I said that to some people that are a little younger, they would say, "What is that? What is boombox?" <laughs> boom it sounds like an explosive. <laughs> but I totally expect you to walk in with it on your shoulder, right. with like a sweatband on your head. Oh, so it's yes, gonna, it's gonna I happen. Totally endorse that. It's gonna happen. Okay, so last night the great Byron Donalds from the great state of Florida was on Kennedy with me. Uh, he had his mom here in the building, and he didn't know. He doesn't know. Like I walk around this building with a boombox, so I walked into the green room, and there was about thirty seconds for real, where he was like, "What? Is, what is this?" And then he realized it was like, "Oh, this is amazing. I get it. This is just like a walking parade float. Everybody's happy now, and that's what we're gonna do." <laughs> So let me work on – I'm going to work on the boombox is what I'm going to do. And I will just tell you, if you don't see me with it, this is just inside baseball for you and me now. It's because okay. once in a while when I'm walking around this building, I had this happen to me once. I was, I was once um, getting into an elevator. The elevator doors opened. I was playing the Humpty Dance by Digital Underground. Okay. <laughs> 
And I would not put them on the stabat, but it was one of the top three biggest names that could possibly be run into in this company at a leadership position. And I was just, I, I just, the doors opened and I was like, well, it was fun working here, Jim. And they, they, like in my head, and the person actually looked at me and goes, huh, that's a good song. And that was the end of the exchange. And I was like, we made it. This house is I safe. Were, I thought that was going to end in break dancing together. <laughs> Tudor Dixon, maybe off the air. Maybe that's the off-air version of the story. But on the air, <laughs> you are the cat's pajamas. I'll be up eagerly anticipating our reunion in the green room tonight at 9. Me too. I miss I'm you excited. already. Tudor Dixon, welcome back to New York. We'll see you soon. Okay, thank you. There she goes, the legendary Tudor Dixon from the great state of Michigan. Uh, get her out. Get her out of here. You stop it. Tudor Dixon's the best watcher on Hannity tonight at 9 o'clock. And don't go anywhere. Diamond Dave Landau in the house when we come back on Fox Across America. A show so good, people don't know what to think. This feels weird. Are you sure this is legal? I don't know. It's fun, though, isn't it? Fox Across America with Jimmy Fallon. Oh, girl, it is Fox Across America with your radio buddy, Jimmy Fallon. Tell you who's always looking out for you. I am not on the road this week, and I'm gearing up to get back on the road. I'll be on the road next week. Jersey, Pennsylvania, blah, blah, blah. But at the Hartford Funny Bone this weekend, this weekend only, Friday and Saturday, you can see Diamond Dave Landau in person. Oh, wow. And here in studio to celebrate your good fortune is that very man, Diamond Dave Landau. Hey, girl. Hey, baby. How are you? Good to see you. So Diamond Dave did something funny as he was getting in. It was a considerate move because he knows we're on camera. We're on Fox Nation. Yes. And he has a bottle of Poland Spring water, I believe. That's correct. He's like, do I have to pull the label off before we go on camera? And I said, no. Yes. As I look at all the Star Wars stuff, I don't even know why I asked. (laughs) He's like, do I have to pull the label off? And I said, what? I said, no. Unless it's a Bud Light label, you're probably good with this audience. Yeah, that's good. If you could just throw it out immediately, (laughs) that would be helpful. The people, but but I'm saying the people are not, uh, the people are not happy with the Bud Lights right now. They've lost $5 billion. That's what I heard. I heard they lost a couple bucks. Five billion American dollars, which is fascinating. That's at least $3 in England. (laughs) Right now. That is, uh, it's a lot of coin. Oh, it's. So well, sad. I think she's a great she, right? Is yeah. a great spokesperson. She's done a wonderful job. You want to find somebody who's never had a Bud Light and say that's <laughs> that's our gal right there. Because we want sex appeal. Well, what's so fascinating about the whole thing is the girl who justified the switch said that, you know, Bud Light had this fratty brand. Their humor was out of touch. Bud Light's commercials are actually the funniest commercials on TV. By far. And, you know, one of the most iconic ones was there was an old ladies' night commercial where four guys dress up as women because it's ladies' night. And they, they're clearly demonstrably not women. They have beards and mustaches, but they're in dresses. Right. And the guy goes, uh, hey, ladies, you know we're having a special on Bud Light. And they act like they didn't know, and now they're getting Bud Light. Right. Okay. Imagine telling the Dave Landau or the Jimmy Fallon that laughed out loud at that commercial that one of those people would now be the spokesperson for the company. Oh, it. 
we're so far past the point of sanity. But not only that, it's like you have to pretend that she's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah. you have to buy one of them a drink and yeah. be excited about it. <laughs> if you don't try to hook up with her, you're a transphobe. And you're like, can't we just go back to old Spuds McKenzie bestiality and pretend that that's, <laughs> that's, that's the way of way I got to be world. honest, this is a big ask, bud. This is a big ask. Yeah. <laughs> just, well, good for them. Dave, I, I would have thought they would have given her bush. <laughs> Dave, oh, that's funny. Good for you. <laughs> yeah. What Dave Landau is in the studio throwing the fastball. I want to play the clips, though, because I love them so much. So she, they. She, they. We're not getting this wrong. We're being respectful here. Yeah, Dylan Mulvaney was on the Rosie O'Donnell podcast. I, oh, cool. I, there's a win for the American oh, people. Oh, good. I had nothing to listen to this afternoon. <laughs> I filled my tub and made I, toast. I, I will have you know this is uh, the highest streaming podcast in Guantanamo Bay. Oh, How dare you? Very exciting. <laughs> How dare you insult our waterboarding all, replacement? Yeah, all parts of Siberia. Here it is. To. Mulvaney. And I, there's a great key nugget in here that I found funny. Josh, could you please give us clip 40? We need that, the letter alphabet to show up for us because I think it's all hands on deck. It is not a time to, you know, sit idle. I started my transition just a year ago, publicly. Mm. I had been taking hormones before that. I'd come out to my family and friends, but I have watched it get so much worse as my timeline has gone on. And it's been very kind of odd to compare the two, uh, my transition as well as all this anti-trans legislation simultaneously. Mm -hmm. And the reason that I think I am so, um, I'm an easy target is because I'm still new to this. I think going after a trans woman that's been doing this for like, 20 years is a lot more difficult. Yeah, yeah. Well, can I just yeah. jump in? So I think Do you want to know why it's a lot more difficult? Sort of mm-hmm. You don't have any. Oh, yeah, because it also it's not a ploy. Yeah. If you find a trans woman who's been doing this for 20 years, she wasn't accepted. Yeah. So she's either buried or is watching TV going, why are you doing this? Yeah. This was hard for me. <laughs> this, yeah, 20 years ago, this would have been hard. This yes. would have been daring. This would have been brave. I this would have been difficult. A trans woman used to hang out at the Comedy Castle in Detroit. Mm-hmm. She used to have, like, jugs in her car where she would go to the bike. I actually felt very, very bad for me her. Me, too. There was a girl who auditioned to the comic strip. Yes. In the very different time. Yeah. Different. Very different time. Not accepted. No, it was not somebody. It's like, yeah, here's why nobody believes you, because you're making it up because it just got popular. Yes, number one. Number two, when she says it's all hands on deck, I'm under attack, she's made $10 million. Oh, that's rough. I mean, <laughs> that, actually, you know what? Can I get a contract? <laughs> <laughs> what do I got to wear? Yeah, that's no problem. Well, Rosie O'Donnell's a great mother. Maybe she can take you in and you can run away <laughs> like all her other adopted kids. <laughs> Dave Landau is in the studio. If you're listening on any of our Connecticut affiliates, he is in your hood this weekend. I am. He is at the Hartford Funny Bone. How could you not get to the gosh dang Hartford Funny Bone? Hang out with Diamond Dave. Come out. Shake my hand. We'll we'll have a – I don't drink, but I can watch you not have a Bud Light. How and if I did up? drink, I wouldn't have had a Bud Light. It was no. never great. Let's be honest. I didn't. I wasn't a Bud Light guy. No, that's, that's what I'm saying. You know, there used to be like, um, you'd hear like an old saying, like, "She ain't hot enough to act like that." You yeah. know what I mean? Like Bud Light, you're not hot enough to act like that. No. They had amazing commercials, though. We loved Bud Light commercials, of course. But I want to speak to the Dylan Mulvaney thing from a showbiz standpoint. So this is the intel on Dylan Mulvaney that leads guys like you and I to surmise that this is all a scam. Okay, but aside from the fact that it's a scam. Yes, besides the obvious. Is Dylan Mulvaney auditioned as a man for every showbiz thing you could possibly do? Okay, he was on the Rosie O'Donnell, excuse me, he's on Ellen. Yes. He was on The Price is Right. Yeah. 
okay, which is a pretty broad spectrum already. So this is a guy showing up to any type of daytime programming he can audition to get on for. Uh, he was actually in a roadshow version of the Book of Mormon. The point is wow. he wanted to be famous and relevant, which we don't begrudge him. We're both in show business. Yeah. But we've all seen the person willing to do or say anything if we think it'll boost their profile, if we think, if we think it'll further the brand. Kanye? <laughs> I knew you were going to bring up music. I thought, I thought you were going to talk about a guitar comic specifically. Oh, well, no, yeah, there's that too. You'd be yeah. nice to them. You'd be yeah. nice to them, but yeah. still, I'm kidding. Dylan Mulrooney is playing him in a new movie. But, <laughs> uh, no, it's true, though. I mean, that's the reality. If you Okay, I didn't know he was in a tour, touring bo- version yeah. of Book of Mormon, mm-hmm. so let's be clear. Uh, doesn't care if you make fun of gay people or trans. No, no. <laughs> right that's, off the bat. That's the point. Book of Mormon. <laughs> There is not a single repeatable word in in the play. It's one of the funniest on things. terrestrial radio. I saw that a decade ago, uh-huh. that like right when it had came come out, you know. Uh-huh. And I sat there in the theater laughing harder at the fact that there were gray hairs and very expensive fur coats and yeah. tuxedos uh-huh. than I did at the play, even though it was genius. Yeah, yeah. But it was the fact that even the like the last word before it goes to break is scrotum, if I can say that. Yeah. And you just see all these people like, I don't know if I'm going to come back after intermission. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if this is for my, me. My favorite part of Book of Mormon, yes, is listening to the pacemakers go off at the halfway <laughs> mark. Just like phone and I can't go get up beepers. Give me a laugh here. Diamond Dave Landau is in studio because somebody else who is acting opportunistically, perhaps to raise their clout, Justin Pearson, who yes. was in college. Jo- Josh, could you just give us 20 seconds of college Pearson and then we'll switch? Justin J. Pearson, and I'm running for president of BSG. There are a few reasons that we're running this campaign this year. One has to do with representation. How can we represent all voices in a conversation? Okay, so that's college Justin Pearson. I'm sorry, really? Yes. Did he did he take a Don King uh, etiquette <laughs> lesson? <laughs> so fast forward to Tennessee legislature, Justin Pearson, let's, a few years a, later. Let's take a listen. Seemed like the NRA and gun lobbyists might win. <laughs> but all that was good news for us. Same guy. I don't know how long this Saturday in the state of Tennessee might last. <laughs> but oh, we have good news, folks. We've got good news that Sunday always comes. <laughs> that little black girls and little white girls and yeah. trans girls and yeah. boy girls. Little, well, yeah, his in the modern Martin it Luther King. It sounds like a modern Martin. It's little Mar- black yeah. them's and little black they's. You know, I'm not even. I'm not mocking that. No, it's just he sounds it's, as. It's if a cover band. It sounds like he's doing an actual. Yeah. Yeah. Speech he's, from. He went to a Halloween masquerade he did. somewhere between uh, college and the Tennessee legislature. And, he, uh-huh. he, like, said he listened to Huey, though, and was like, this is too much. Yeah, <laughs> Come back a notch. Can we go back a little bit, a little less we nonviolent? Do, guys, we do need to pass this collection plate around. Is there the a the Selma? Sermon. Do you have a Selma speech I could maybe listen to on a loop before I walk in there? <laughs> I mean, Justin Pearson, cover band. I would Civil like, right I would cover like band. you fellas to uh, maybe to sign up. <laughs> hey, I'm the president here. Yeah, uh, Odon College. Yes, yeah, hey everybody. And then all of a sudden, hello. <laughs> <laughs> Is it too much to say that though? That it's fraudulent? It's absurd. Uh, Diamond Dave Landau will be on Kennedy tonight with myself at seven o'clock Eastern Standard, and that's certainly not enough. Diamond Dave, you're going to get down to the Hartford Funny Bone Friday and Saturday this weekend. How about it, girlfriend? And see Diamond Dave in the flesh doing the ha-ha. It's going to be epic. It's going to be epic. It's going to be fun. No, they'll get theirs. Uh, The show's over. Pay up and get out. We'll see you on TV in a few hours. Yes, sir.
the Fox News Rundown, a contrast of perspectives you won't hear anywhere else. Your daily dose of news twice a day. Featuring insight from top newsmakers, reporters, and Fox News contributors. Listen and subscribe now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen to the show ad-free on Fox News Podcast Plus, on Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music with your Prime membership, or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.